Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. This episode is part of a very special series I have curated for you. Your level of emotional intelligence is one of the most significant contributors to your success in life, however you choose to define success for you. In my emotional intelligence workshops, I use the EQI 2.0 model to help professionals and leaders assess how they are doing in self-perception, self-expression, interpersonal relationships, decision-making, and stress management, the main areas of the model. The model contains 15 competencies grouped into each of the areas I just mentioned. You can learn more about the model at mhs.com. So what is so special about this series? Each episode is a deep dive into a competency from the model with an expert who provides you with strategies for improving your emotional intelligence. In this episode, Rebecca Andre shares the importance of contributing to the greater community and how it relates to your level of emotional intelligence. Rebecca is a leadership coach, diversity, equity, and inclusion specialist, and facilitator who lives in Northeast Washington, D.C. She works as a consultant for OKA, a training, consulting, and publishing firm headquartered in Fairfax, Virginia. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you for joining us again. Thanks for having me, Chris. It's great to be back. Well, for our listeners that didn't listen to the first two episodes you were on, can you share a little bit about your background? Sure, sure. So one thing I didn't share before is that I actually trained as a classical musician. Uh, I'm a pianist, um, but a while ago I pivoted into um, the, you know, development world. And so I'm a coach, a trainer and facilitator for OKA, which is located in Northern Virginia. Um, And we offer, you know, a variety of services, including coaching and, 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 uh, um, training and facilitating, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But that's a little bit about me. I love it. Yeah. And if you haven't listened to the other two episodes, you must go because they're really good on empathy and emotional expression. But today our topic is social responsibility. So let's start out with what is it? So social responsibility is part of in within the EQI model. It's part of the interpersonal composite. This composite, um, unlike two that came before it, um, is very others focused. It's the part of us that's aware of the the external, right? The environment, others, someone outside of myself. And social responsibility is our ability and tendency to cooperate and contribute to the welfare of the larger system, social systems. It's to have and act um, with a social consciousness and to show concern for the group or the greater community. I love that. And I'm hoping at least at this point in time, not many people would argue that that's a very important (laughs) part of emotional intelligence. I can see also uh, it's very important to feel like you're part of a a bigger something for people's Mm -hmm. motivation levels. Mm -hmm. But can we dive a little bit into why? Why is this important? Why is it part Mm -hmm. of emotional intelligence? Well, I think you really nailed it when you said, you know, it's it's helpful for us to feel like we're a part of something bigger than our than ourselves. And I think it's critical that we recognize, right? It helps bring to the surface um, that we are co-contributors to our environments, 
whether that's our workplace, whether that's our home, our world, our community, we are co-contributors to it. And so rather than throwing stones at <laughs> to, to recognize what am I, what am I contributing to this space, to this organization, to this team? I think that's why it's critical. It helps us recognize and identify how am I contributing? Um, where is my voice being used? Where's my influence? Where's the impact of my influence? I love that because often I find that when you talk social responsibility with folks in like the EQI class or coaching, they think of it synonymously with volunteering. Yeah. But it's so much more than that. Can you share like some examples of social responsibility for folks? Sure. So social responsibility, yeah, people people often think of like recycling. Like, yes. Am I doing something to help the planet? Am <laughs> Giving I volunteering? <laughs> but it has to do with caregiving. It has to do with support. Um, it has, it's, it's, um, I liken it to like, I see things from a 35,000 foot level. And I'm also boots on the ground, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's that it is assistance. It can look like volunteerism. It can look, but it's more about our contribution and support to the greater whole. So that might be, you know, my team. That might be, you know, what am I contributing to my team? That might be my organization or or my neighborhood even, right? Um, It doesn't have to be on this this huge level. It can be something smaller, more local. Um, And so it's, you know, social responsibility can look like the support that I'm giving or even mentoring within my organization, right? That it's, you know, I have my own story and how I came up through the ranks and I see some other person who maybe um, is seeking out um, advice or is, is maybe struggling or, and I, I have something to contribute, right? I can help give them, um, you know, a, a hand up in this situation, help them navigate these systems that I'm well-versed in. So it can look like a number of ways. It can be, yes, um, writing checks. That's great. <laughs> Supporting <laughs> organizations. But also, how can you, you know, in teams, and we see this in organizations, some that do it really well. I think of a friend of mine who works at Deloitte, and they have a huge emphasis on volunteerism. And so they organize, you know, for teams to go out together, to serve together. And so it, it if we, this seems a little um, contradictory, but if we look at it as in, I gain something from it too, right? It feels good to contribute. Yeah. It feels good to make a difference. And it builds within a team if we're working together to contribute something, maybe through volunteering um, or mentoring. I, I feel good. I, I like that person more too. <laughs> yeah. So what does it look like if we're underusing, underutilizing social responsibility? So if we're underutilizing social responsibility, if this is not a muscle that is engaged, um, we may seem really insensitive. We may seem disengaged. We may seem, well, quite frankly, irresponsible, right? Like we're not showing respect or concern for others' welfare um, or, or the betterment of, of, of the environment or the community. So we can seem really sort of aloof and, and disengaged and irresponsible. Yeah. I'm assuming like very self-focused too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the ways to combat (laughs) some, some self-regard that may be overdone, right. Is, or the even, even high, really high emotional self-awareness is 
yeah, can we pull in some more social responsibility, being others focused, dialing that that radio um, signal into what's going on around me rather than what's going on inside of me. So getting our face out of our phone <laughs> would be We're step all one. Guilty of that. <laughs> Unless you're using your phone to find opportunities to volunteer. There and we go. <laughs> we'll let that one slide. Okay. <laughs> but yes, you're right. So what are some other ways we can build build on that muscle? Mm. So one of the ways that we can build on that is to, you know, do some research, ask around, you know, find out um, when, when you hear of a need in your organization, right, or on your team, or in your um, environment, you know, can you, um, can you, you know, pay attention, find ways, what's something that you could do to make a difference? So to ask yourself, you know, is there something that I could do? Is there something I could contribute? I'm, you you know, I have this great skill set, and I'm using it, you know, at work, and and, um, maybe it's helping me to be successful, but how could I use that in another space, right? To, to raise someone up, to contribute, to better the environment. So that's one thing I would say is to do a little research, ask around. There are, there are, there's no end to the possibilities. There's no end to the needs in our world, in our community. And I think, you know, by engaging social responsibility, we realize that we are co-contributors and that, you know, the problems in our world are great. And our voice is needed and our voice might be missing and our influence and our impact might be missing. The truth is that no one person, right, can solve these problems in the world. But if I'm engaging that social responsibility and I'm willing to act and I'm willing to work together, I'd say that we'll be in a lot better shape if more people begin engaging their social responsibility. We can solve a lot more of the world's problems. We do this together. Huge. Yeah. So now along those lines, some individuals will use that as an excuse to not engage in social responsibility. It's mm. just my voice. I can't uh, make a lot of change. What, mm-hmm. what would be your response to that? I'd say is that you have a unique story. You have a unique voice. And you may feel like you, what you could contribute is insignificant, but it is the collective right, action of those in our community and our world. Um, so you're right. And that's in saying that, you know, Rebecca here, I might not make a huge difference, but me partnered with somebody else, right? Or partnered with an organization that's boots on the ground, has experience. I mean, that can make a huge impact. So I would, I would um, ask you to reconsider. I would ask them to reconsider your voice, your story. There's a uniqueness to it. And there's a place for you to contribute. There's a place for you to make a difference, even if it's small. Yeah. Well, and, and also, I mean, one of the things I like to respond with that is we don't realize necessarily sometimes what makes a difference. Sometimes just a smile, you know, at someone, maybe they don't go home and harm themselves. Um, you know, I've heard that story before, right? That, 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 that totally kept them from doing that. Um, just, uh, we don't understand the impact. So we just show up and do our best to contribute to the greater good and who knows, hope for the best. <laughs> Chris, I love that. I love that. And I think that's, that's so true. And I've seen, you know, some great stories and some great movies that have captured that where, you know, there's something so that's seemingly insignificant 
makes a huge impact on someone. And so you're right, how you show up, right? That's um, your responsibility is to show up and to contribute. And it's really then um, you may never know right, the impact. You may never be privy to the whole story, but trust that your positive actions, your positive behavior, positive attitude is going to contribute good to the world. Yeah. And then there's always the ripple effect, right? Yes. <laughs> Helps yes. a little bit here that ripples out further. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what about those that tend to overuse this <laughs> strength? <laughs> As someone recovering from practicing too much social responsibility, I feel that I um, can speak on this. <laughs> <laughs> when we overly engage our social responsibility, then we can end up feeling like we're a martyr, mm. right? Doesn't anybody see what's going on? <laughs> Look at me, I, you know, and spreading ourselves too thin. Like I have to contribute. I feel this urge, this need, this, this urgency to, to contribute and make things better. And that excessive social responsibility can feel like um, I, I'm overly, it's too much. I'm overly sensitive to people's needs. I'm overly concerned with others and kind of maybe getting out of my lane and getting into other people's business. It can come across as self-righteousness too. Mm-hmm. So one of the ways that you can correct um, overdone social responsibility is to lean into self (laughs) into (laughs) self-care checking in you know with yourself and what your needs are um you know through your own independence through your self-regard um your own self-actualization it's a few ways that you can balance out what could be overdone yeah now also I i was thinking about um there was and it was funny it was i think it was a story during my certification class uh i can't remember who was teaching it but she said that she overused this as well and she called it the martyr and she said that it led her to actually judge others for not contributing as much suggestions for overcoming that mm, um that is a good question and so i think one way that you could overcome that again is by pulling in some empathy Right. And so sometimes that empathy can be so focused on, you know, those who are lesser than when empathy really needs to be engaged for all the people that we interact with. And so when we find that judgment taking over, then it's likely that there's a perspective that we're leaving on the table. Right. There's likely that there's a story there. And so I bring it back to something I uh, mentioned earlier, which is, you know, everyone is fighting a battle you know nothing about. And so that to counter that sort of judging behavior or tendency is to realize that, you know, you may feel this responsibility and that's great. Somebody else, they may be carrying something else. They may be contributing in ways you know nothing about. And so instead of (laughs) um, with that overly engaged um, uh, social responsibility, instead of, you know, leaning towards judgment is to leaning towards curiosity. That's, Mm -hmm. I think, one of the best ways to counter that. I love that. Yeah, tap into that empathy. And it's funny, when you were talking about lesser than, uh, I thought of, uh, have you read any of the Arbinger Institute's work, like Heart of Peace? No, I haven't. Oh, great resources for that. Mm. They did uh, Leadership and Self-Deception, uh, Heart of Peace. Mm. I think that's what it's called, Heart of Peace. Uh, and then oh, Outward Mindset. Mm. And those, I think those would be great resources uh, for folks to, to follow up on if they have those that they need to work on. 
Awesome. Thank you. You can share the links with me. I would love that. (laughs) Now, any other resources uh, or anything else related to social responsibility you think our, our listeners would benefit from? I think that, you know, stepping towards social responsibility, I think sometimes we have to frame it as a selfish step, which feels wrong, but is ironically right, which is look for what's in it for you, Mm. right? Which is how, you know, how you could contribute, what feels good. Right to yeah. volunteer, or I will add it to my resume. I mean, that that hopefully is not your only motivator, but sometimes that's what we need to do, how we need to frame it for ourselves to give us the push into yeah. action that we need to take. I feel strongly about social responsibility. It, it's one I've contended with, and 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 finding that uh, baby bear porridge that that um, balance of of what's just right. What's, you know, leaning away from what's too much and, and but having just enough. Um, I, I can't emphasize this enough that when we recognize that we are co-contributors to the world around us, to the um, organizations, to our homes, to our, our culture, that and we embrace that responsibility and take action, I think the world becomes a much better place. I think that we, we learn to solve problems. Right. And we learn, yeah. we, we find solutions together um, to tackle really heavy and difficult things that we're facing. And we all benefit from that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I love that. So the why is a huge motivator, right? Figuring yeah. out your why. Mm-hmm. Huge motivator for um, instituting new behaviors. And I also love, uh, I actually call it the Goldilocks principle of the not <laughs> yes. too much, not too little. Yeah, the just right. <laughs> I love that. And you know, you are and your Goldilocks level may be different than someone else's. Exactly. And so that's where we have to be careful with that judging tendency of, you know, they they're making contributions in their own way. And I feel called to this, or I feel motivated or inspired to do this. So I'm going to own it and take it and, and do this. This is what's just right for me. I love it. And I hear accountability in there as well. Yes, there's yes. a theme emerging from all of this, Chris. <laughs> yes, nice. And can you share a little bit about uh, your products and services? Sure. So here at OKA, we have a number of tools, assessment tools, certifications that we offer that really help enhance professional development. Um, the coaching that we offer for our exec- executives and at various levels can really help transform mindsets and help people carve out next steps um, in their career, next steps in their lives. So I'm, I'm just excited to um, highlight a couple of them. So the EQI, of course, which highlights emotional intelligence, um, the change style indicator, which really looks at how we navigate change. And we all have different styles. So this looks at, um, especially if you're going through a transition, if you're in your team, um, are navigating a lot of change, which, you know, it's, it's, it's here, it's with us, it's always with us change. And so the change style is a great tool um, to utilize and for, for coaching, for development. So I want to highlight that one. And then just check out our website, um, oka-online.com, and you can find a lot of our resources and products and tools that we offer. Awesome. Oh, thank you. And what is your final piece of advice in this area? I think when it comes to social responsibility, think about the gifts, the skills that you have. How can you contribute? What could you plug into? Maybe ask around. <laughs> Chances are there's somebody in your network right, who knows of a need that you could help with, um, knows of a service or um, a, a gap 
that you could help fill. So embrace who you are and find ways to share who you are with the world. Oh, I love it. Powerful. Oh, thank you so much, Rebecca. Thanks, Chris. To learn more about Rebecca, visit her website at oka-online.com. Did you know that time is not your most limiting resource? To find out how to increase your productivity and have more time to do the things you love, visit secrettosuperproductivity.com.